All right, everybody, welcome to episode 97 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm with my main man, Bill, at Super Duperflex. I'm with my other main man, Drew, at DR underscore PRA. Fellas, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Uh, great to have a full week in the books, see how some teams are shaping up one and zero in the the listener league, so I'll I'll take my <laughs> take my wins where I can. I knew uh, that was gonna happen. Lost us uh, by like four points in the uh, listener league. So uh, <laughs> awesome job, Drew! Um, oh my god, I uh, I lost my home league, my redraft by one point because uh, made a made a poor choice. So it felt good to to come back on Monday night, but uh, no, it's so exciting to have a full weekend and. Uh, see see some things pan out. Some things turned out uh, really, really well, and others, not so much. But football is back. Football is back, and I think we're going to get into a lot of the stuff that you uh, briefly touched on, Drew. Bill, how you doing, man? Man, good. Just so happy that football is back. It's It was nice to, um, to catch some of the games. Uh, with the new puppy, I don't get to watch all day football like I I once did. But you know, um, I caught most of the early games on Red Zone um, and Monday night, which was just insane. Um, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was good to watch football again. It's uh, I forgot how much I missed it until I uh, had the chance to watch some games, and uh, it's a long off season, you know. So. Um, Looking forward to having an extra week this year and, you know, so uh, one more week of us talking about actual football is ideal. Yeah, that's crazy. We we have another week and uh, I'm going to make a confession here and I never do this, but I went to sleep at halftime of the Monday night game. I just had a really long weekend. I was feeling run down. I said, all right, you know, this is a back and forth game, but, you know, the Ravens are going to, you know, they're going to do what the Ravens do. They're going to come out in the second half. They're going to beat an inferior team. So, you know, this isn't a game that I need to stay awake. Didn't really have a lot of Ravens or Raiders on any of my teams. So it wasn't a game that I, you know, I needed a Monday night miracle. I went to bed and then I woke up in the morning and I was like, of course, the one time that I go to bed early, if I had stayed up, the Ravens would have won by like three touchdowns, and I would have been like, man, why did I stay up? Now I'm going to be miserable Tuesday morning. But I went to sleep, and, you know, there were fumbles. There were interceptions. There were touchdowns that weren't really touched. Ugh, everything under the sun happened, and I was uh, I was snoozing away. I was snoring. So uh, that's, my, that's my confession, and uh, I have learned my lesson that I will never, ever do that again. I'm going to stay up no matter what. And, uh <laughs> Be miserable on Tuesday morning. But uh, week one is in the books, and we know what that means. That means we get to bring back the good, the bad, and the ugly from week one. We, we, all, we all got a pick for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to kind of do this like a little snake draft. Uh, we'll start off, and we'll just kind of loop it around. And you know, listen, Bill and I were talking earlier. We all interpret good, bad, and ugly in different ways. So it's going to be interesting to get all of our different viewpoints. You know, 
maybe one of us viewed something as bad, the other person viewed it as ugly. But we're gonna we're gonna go through it, and I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna touch on some of the players that probably won you, or unfortunately maybe lost you uh, week one. So uh, so I'll start off with uh, with my first good um, Dak Prescott. 403 yards, three touchdowns. And I mean, what a way to start the first week of the 2021 season. Obviously, I could have also went in the other direction with the quarterback on the opposite side of the field, Tom Brady. He had a hell of a game too. But I think this is uh, this is the good because Dak Prescott, we were all worried, you know, first about the ankle and then there was the preseason shoulder injury. Oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to be good? Is he going to be... And I think we've learned that uh, he's going to be all right or, you know, all right until his arm falls off because he can't throw 58, 59 times a game and survive a 17 game season. But it was it was good to see him come back. It was good to see the coaching staff uh, believe in his health enough to throw almost 60 times. So um, that's my good. Uh, Bill, why don't you hit us with your good? Yeah, my good was uh, is Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, everybody was wondering how he was going to be this season. Um, a lot of people, you know, there's rumors of him being part of a trade uh, away. Um, you know, concerns that is he going to be able to improve in his passing? You know, maybe that's part of the offense that helped him out. I'm not sure. But whatever it was, I mean, he, he did quite well. I mean, he was... 80 percent ish uh passing you know completion percentage uh 27 to 35 264 yards three touchdowns no picks so um and also seven rushes for 62 yards so i mean that's a pretty uh pretty awesome fantasy week um and for the price that you were acquiring him because he was around qb 12 13 range um towards the you know, end of the off season or a preseason. So um, to get a guy who at least shows that at least for one week, he can put it together. Um, and this is, I think I saw a stat. This is a second 300 total, 300 yards total um, out of his five game complete games that he's played. So well, I think, uh, I think that's, I think that's passing yardage. I don't even think that's total yardage. Well, he didn't get 264 yards. He got 264 yards past. Oh, okay. So, I saw one with um with him and Lamar. Yeah, I, I that's why I kind of changed it because I, I couldn't couldn't have been this uh, past game, right? Yeah, at least this game, right? Yeah. So I mean, regardless, I mean he 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 showed up, and and that's a good sign. And um, you know, I know Josh wasn't a believer. I was. I'm not necessarily a believer either. Um, I still think he has limitations and. Um, but maybe this offense suits him and they're going to be good and they're going to utilize his talents and not make him make throws that he's weak at. So, um, yeah, good job, Jalen Hurts. And anybody that drafted him a little later in some uh, redrafts, um, it's probably pretty happy right now. All right, Drew, why don't you hit us with your good? I went with uh, David Montgomery. I've got him across quite a few leagues. Uh, a couple of spots that I felt like I had to play him because uh, like one league OBJ got hurt late. So I had to slide him in as another flex and uh, to see him go over a hundred yards against the Rams. So I don't think gave up a hundred yard rushing game to anybody last year and get the score uh, was pretty impressive. Luckily he had a really strong burst. 
Um, I don't know if he's going to be you know, an RB1 this year, but uh, definitely glad that I kept him where I had him. Got some low ball offers uh, over the offseason, so I'm glad I didn't succumb to my emotions at that point and just make a trade to make a trade. Yeah, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but God, God, it was scary when he went down. I, I was watching that game Sunday night, and it was like, oh, no, don't do it. We, we, had, we had so many uh, – I don't even want to get into it because we're going to get into it in a little bit, but that was scary. But, no, uh, he looked good, man. Uh, uh, people, believers like you, Drew, um, are very happy after week one that they, uh, they kept the faith and kept them on his team. Um, why don't we snake this around? And Drew, why don't you hit us with your bag? Uh, had to go here uh, with a home team. Uh, looking at the Bills trying to repeat an old play on fourth and one with a backwards pass. And uh, I-, I couldn't decide if that was bad or ugly. Uh, I-, I just felt like that was probably a-, a bad call at that time, trying to get a little too cute when you've got you know Josh Allen, who could probably get you the, the yard pretty easily by himself uh, or get there another way. But um, yeah, just... Poor execution there. It was tough to watch in a game that uh, I felt going into it should have been winnable for the Bills. So props to the Steelers for making it tough and pulling out the W. Special teams paid off, but um, not the start that I was hoping for for the team. So that one, that stings. All right, Bill, hit us with your bad. Yeah, my bad. Um, it's actually not the worst bad because it could have been ugly. I just talk. The, you know, every week one, there's usually some injuries, a decent amount of injuries. So, um, you know, this year it was, uh, you know, Jerry Judy, uh, Fitzpatrick, Mostert, pretty much losing at least half a season um, or more for each of those guys. You know, plus, you know, Mackay Becton for the Jets, that's going to kill their offensive line. Uh, Gerald McCoy. Uh, also out for the season. So there's some pretty major, uh, you know, hits to the rushing game for a lot of these, you know, these teams. And uh, Judy hurts big time for a lot of people because he he looked really good before he got hurt. Um, I think he had six catches from seven targets. So, um, you know, that's a big bummer. At least he's coming back. But those high ankle sprains, if they're pretty rough, you know, especially for guys who are cutting and that sort of thing. So uh, the fact that he's a good route runner uh, may be hindered a little bit. So um, I wouldn't expect a ton from him until late in the uh, late in the season, at least personally. So um, good news is that it could have been a lot worse. So it's not ugly, but. Uh, there was some bad injuries that will affect, um, you know, some fantasy teams, especially with Superflex with Fitzpatrick, because a lot of times people are uh, hoping for the best for him, you know, as a cheap add-on towards the, you know, end of a draft. So, yeah, it was the injuries. Um, something we'll probably have to deal with every week. <laughs> yeah, and. You're right about that. And by the way, uh, Judy, uh, six receptions, seven targets, 72 yards. So he was, you know, he was cooking before the injury. And obviously, whether you're talking uh, dynasty or redraft, he was a big part of a lot of people's teams. Um, You know, 
But man, I mean, it seemed like every time I turned around, it was like, oh, well, Raheem Mostert's gone. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick is gone. <laughs> you know, Jerry Judy's gone. I was like, all right, can, you know, can we stop? And then even after some games, you know, we found out that uh, Michael Gallup is going to miss five weeks. You know, it's just like we we go through a whole offseason with no one, you know, getting injured during games. You know, obviously this year was kind of rough with uh, Dobbins and ETN. And uh, those guys getting hurt, Cam Akers as well. But, you know, we, we're kind of prepared for it because we, we have time to process it and, you know, rearrange our teams accordingly. But week one, we're like, all right, we're ready to go. We're looking at our roster. There's hope. And then guys go down. So I'm with you, Bill. That was bad. Um, my bad. My bad was King Henry, man. King Henry, uh, you know. We thought it was, you know, a lock that he would get 100 yards because what I mean, does it all the time. I mean, it's just what it's just what he does. Uh, 17 rushing attempts for 58 yards and three receptions for 19 yards. That is 20 total touches for 77 yards. Yikes. Just Yikes. I mean, the whole Titans offense looked bad. I mean, Ryan Tannehill saved his day with a rushing touchdown, but he wasn't good. You know, we, you know, the community as a whole was saying, don't you worry about Julio. Julio's going to be just fine. Well, if that game is just fine, we, we are in some big trouble. But, um, yeah, my bad has to be King Henry because I think we just assumed that he was going to uh, run rough shot, and um, he did not. So that that's my bad, and I'm going to loop it since we're snaking this thing. And my ugly, Kyle Pitts. Uh, listen, we all, you know, I shouldn't say we all, but the majority of us, he, we anointed him. He was the chosen one. He was the golden child whatever other metaphor or cliche you wanted to throw on him had been thrown upon him. And in week one, he had eight targets and you would go eight targets. That's pretty good. 31 yards. Uh, so that's not so good. Uh, but that whole, that whole offense just looked terrible after that first drive. And, uh, you know, I live in the Philly area. So I was watching that game after that first drive. I mean, they couldn't do anything. I mean, the defense was just ripping through that offensive line. I mean, I felt sorry. They they put a rookie out there, um, and he was just getting manhandled. There was at one point they had him just sitting on the bench, and he looked like he was about to cry because he, you know, it's his first NFL game and he's just he literally getting embarrassed on national television. It, it, you know, can't imagine what that is like, but, and then, you know, that offensive line isn't protecting anyone. Matt Ryan is not a fleet of foot, if you would say. So uh, he was on his back a lot and that just the whole offense went down, but I had to go with Kyle Pitts because we, we were talking about how much we love them. Uh, Bill, uh, why don't you piggyback on this and uh, tell us who your ugly is? Yeah, my my ugly uh, was Matt Ryan. Um, he just looked, 
He looked really bad. Um, that offensive line is just awful. Um, he's not very fleet of foot, so uh, I, that's going to be a challenge. You know, I think they're they're going to have to throw a fair amount, but it just looked like um, they're trying to force the run so much. Even when they got behind, they were just running the ball so much that um, it was kind of surprising to me. And so I, I think they're going to have to open it up a little bit more, but the problem is if your line sucks, what the hell's going to, what can you do? So they're in a huge predicament. And I, I think we're still going to see decent amount of targets for Ridley and Pitts. I mean, eight targets for Pitts. That's like a hundred and what math, 130, hundred targets for the season. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty impressive for a rookie tight end. Um, it's just a matter of how many is he going to catch. <laughs> so um, I, can, I don't think Matt Ryan can be that bad. I think that they'll have to make some adjustments, but uh, he's rough. I mean, I started him on a few teams and like, I mean, wh- what do we get? 21 to 35 for 164 yards and nothing else. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So he just, he's going to have to get a little bit more time having an old quarterback that can't run with a shitty offensive line is a, uh, a recipe for disaster. And that's what we saw this week. So uh, hopefully they find some new ingredients and the uh, recipe tastes better next week. Yeah. And drew, before we get into your ugly since, uh, since Bill and I piled on the, uh, the Falcons pain train here, it was funny because during that game, they were talking about the uh, the Falcons rebuild. And I go, well, man, if this was a legit rebuild, I don't know if taking a tight end at the fourth pick uh, re- really embodies the uh, the true <laughs> rebuild. Uh, taking, taking a guy at four, it seems like a move a team makes if they think they are uh, able to compete and contend. But, I mean... <laughs> After watching that game, I don't think they uh, can do either of those things. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes on throughout the season. But, Drew, why don't you wrap it up with your ugly? Uh, from one one aging quarterback to another here, uh, <laughs> my QB2, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, I, I guess at least Matt Ryan didn't complete any passes to the Eagles. Uh, which is more than what we can say for Rodgers, who uh, 15 for 28, 133 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. I, I think I saw somewhere online, like your base QBR, if you just throw the ball into the ground every time, is like 38-something. And he ended up with a, a total rating of 36.8, um, which means uh, that is, I think, one of the lowest, if not the lowest rating of his starting career. Uh, so hopefully that's not a, a sign of things to come. Uh, I, I can't say I was super encouraged by uh, the body language in the press conference afterwards either. Uh, typically there's some sort of, uh, I guess, urgency or uh, I'm going to prove it next week kind of a, a feel. I don't know that that's there, which is a little scary. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, to get outshined by Jameis Winston in week one is a little, little rough. Yeah, that's like, um, it's concerning, but you almost like, there's two, you know, pathways 
in my brain of like thinking about how this is. He sometimes he does start out slow. Remember the year uh, R E L A X, you know? So like, I mean, sometimes he's a slow starter, that sort of thing. But then you always go, man, they're forced him back this year. You know, like, is he just telling, is this just the big F you to Green Bay management uh, for making him come back and not trading him? Um, and he's just going to at least make at least make his point early, you know, before he does other stuff. I mean, I can't imagine he'd waste a whole season. But, um, yeah, it was pretty rough watching that. Well, and I had seen a stat, too. Now, obviously, this is on Twitter, so it, it may or may not be true. But that Aaron Rodgers has never won a game in the state of Florida in his professional career. Now, someone could fact check that if they want. But I remember seeing that before the game and going, wow, that's an interesting, weird stat. And, I mean, how many games has he really played in Florida? I mean, the you know, Dolphins are in the AFC. You know, and then you have the Jags also in the AFC. So, you know, how many times has he really played in Florida? But, I mean, I guess it could be one of those weird but true stats. But if it is true, uh, the hits just keep on coming. Maybe, maybe you know, who was it? Um, oh, Derek Carr is the guy that can't play in cold weather. Maybe uh, Aaron Rodgers is the guy that can't play in warm weather. I don't know, but. It was like uh, Ben Roethlisberger can't play on the road. <laughs> so there's always weird little uh, statistical things like that. But, I mean, that was that was a great uh, week one, good, bad, and ugly fellas because uh, all of those guys were on your team and, you know, they helped you or they hurt you. And here's one from Lindsey. Good. Uh, Stafford and the Rams, of course, he's going to throw that out there as a L.A. Rams fan. Uh, bad, that entire Titans offense. I feel like she's taking personal shots at you, Drew. And then the ugly, the dysfunctioning Green Bay. Uh, and then she said, you guys forgot the Rams. I don't, we don't forget anything. We are a, uh, we are a very pro uh, Matthew Stafford podcast. We have been since day one. We're glad that he's finally um, – well, I am. I don't know if Bill is happy that he's out of Detroit, but we're happy that he can spread his wings and fly. So, as as Detroit fan, we are very happy when our good players go elsewhere that have the opportunity to win. Uh, Tigers with Justin Verlander, uh, Stafford. You know, man, he looked. He did look really good though. Um, that, he, that he like him and McVeigh are gonna have a serious bromance going on, man. Like. These guys are going to be like, Kershaw better get a little nervous that uh, he might be losing his bestie to McVay. I, I'm telling you what, man, that that touchdown to Van Jefferson, it made me feel some type of way. I'm not going to lie. I, I, you know, there, there, there might have been some movement, uh, you know, but that was just, oof, I saw that and I was like, uh, Bill's out. I think Bill maybe had more movement than I did. He, he has to leave for a second. but. Uh, that first touchdown of Van Jefferson, I was just like, oh, my goodness. I was like, let's go, Matt Stafford. So, so yeah. I mean, you, you I mean, whew, that's all I can say. Uh, we're going to keep it moving. Actually, you know what? We got a question up in here. Why don't we, why don't we throw this up real quick? Uh, 10 team PPR keeper league. 
That's interesting. We keep three without penalties or anything. Montgomery Lockett Hunt, ninth round pick, twelfth round pick for Barkley, A. Rob Pitts, Ayuk, fourteenth and fifteenth round pick. I mean, I love Allen Robinson. Can I just say that one more time? Even though his week wasn't that great either, week one, but. Once Justin Fields gets out there, Drew will agree with me on this. Once Justin Fields gets out there, <laughs> uh, it'll be nice. So, yeah, I'll you know what? Give me the A Rob side. Barkley will be fine in a couple of weeks. I don't know, if, you know, this week I think is too short of a turnaround. What do you guys think about that? I mean, how are you feeling about having to start Barkley this week if you have him on any teams? I wouldn't be a fan if I had him on any of my teams. I have him on a couple teams or maybe more. I don't recall. But uh, if I have any sort of other option, I'm playing them. Uh, like I have uh, Sanders in one. He's he's starting over Barkley. Okay. Um, uh, so, like, I mean, I just – I think I just have to see it now. Um, okay. You kind of got to earn your way back into onto my team, I guess. Uh, but if I don't have the depth, you got to play him, right? Like, of I mean, course. if it's like him or like, um, I don't know. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Yeah, that would be tough. Um, Gaskin, I'd probably not play over Barkley. Um, All right, here, here's, here's... Mike here's... Davis, I'm not paying, playing him over... Barkley, I just shoot for the upside at that point. So, so here's one. We'll we're gonna weave some things together here. Elijah Mitchell for Saquon. Oh, I'm totally playing Saquon, Saquon. over Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. See, and I did I did that because we're gonna segue into what we see on the timeline. It says, you know, professionalism here. It's what I do. Um. So this first one here is from. Brett Brito at Dad Bod Brett. Are you starting Elijah Mitchell this week or watching how this backfield plays out? So obviously I just wanted to weave Barkley in there to get the segue going. But, you know, it flex, you know, that's probably realistically where you would be starting in Elijah Mitchell unless you got devastated by running back injuries. Um is he a guy you want to start or is this kind of like a, uh, let me wait and see, because if you have him, you either got him before the season started or you just drop a whole bunch of fab money to go get him. So what's the, you know, what do you do here? <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. I, um, I have a hard time trusting that. Like, okay, that offense in general has been a cluster for years, not knowing which player to play. Um, so I still don't trust that he's the guy. Uh, I think he's going to have a role, um, but I, I wonder if he's going to be the complimentary back to whoever else is there. I, Trey Sermon. For, I, I did see something where Sermon and Ayuk kind of maybe got into a little bit of trouble, and that's why they weren't playing or didn't play. Um, so if that's the case, like I think he did his time, and maybe he comes in and because I'd I'd seen somebody's 
tweet saying that throughout the whole time of the Niners like camp, never once did anybody come out and say Elijah Mitchell looked better than Trey Sermon. And so I think this is just one of those things where Sermon had to pay do his time for whatever problems that you know he had. Um and he's gonna be playing and he's gonna be the main guy this week. Now, am I certain? No. But at the same time, I have to make a decision on whether I'm going to start Elijah Mitchell or or not. And that's enough doubt for me that I would rather play somebody else. Uh, Drew, what about you? Yeah, this is totally a wait and see for me for a couple more weeks. Um, I'm not sure if I saw it right or not, but did, did they just go out and add Trenton Cannon or somebody else today or yesterday yeah. or something? Yeah, so. they, they grabbed carry on a couple days ago. Now they've grabbed uh, Trenton Cannon from, uh, well, Baltimore, I guess, waved them, and then uh, San Fran picked them up. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i waiting to see. Uh, I, I think it has to be Sermon getting a shot to lead the backfield here at some point. Um, so, and again, it's Shanahan, right? So he's he's rotated through everybody. Uh, over the last few years. So I will wait and see unless I have really no other option at running back and I have to fill two or three roster spots. Yeah. Listen, I know Trey Sermon, everybody has loved Trey Sermon uh, during the off season and me and maybe a select few are like, uh, it's like, let's hold off on Trey Sermon a little bit. Elijah Mitchell came out and he balled out like he he what he didn't just come out there and steal carries and just you know kind of muddle through the game. He looked good. Now, both of you guys mentioned Kyle Shanahan and a you know Shanahanigans is what they call it. So anything can happen. But I can't believe Kyle Shanahan watched that game and said, "Let's keep this guy off the field because." Trey Sermon, a guy who I decided wasn't worthy enough to be active on the 53-man roster. I mean, he could have made Trey Sermon active and just not played him any snaps. But he he did not even put him on the 53-man roster. That's a little concerning to me. Now, obviously, I can't imagine... And listen, I'll probably be wrong on Sunday. <laughs> He'll be a surprise and active again. But I, if I had to bet money, I would bet that Trey Sermon would be on the active roster. But, I mean, Elijah Mitchell showed that he can play. Now, yes, it was against the Lions, and you say what you want about the Lions, but that's, that's where Kyle Shanahan went. He didn't, he didn't say, hey, you know, Jamichael Hasty, let's split this up 50-50. He said, all right, Elijah Mitchell, um, you're going to be this dude unless you stink out loud, and he didn't. So um, I, it'll be interesting to see. I have a little faith in Elijah Mitchell just because I was telling people, hey, uh, if you're going to get Trey Sermon, you might as well get a little discount on Elijah Mitchell. And now kind of seeing some of the the Debbie guys who before the draft and everything said that they thought Elijah Mitchell was really good. and we're surprised that he got drafted so low is making me feel a little bit better about that. So I would play him, uh, you know, depending on my team, obviously it's probably like a flex spot type thing that, you know, I doubt that I would be so hard up that I would need to start him at running back. But I mean, who knows if you're in like a Scott fishbowl type situation and 
you know, you went with, uh, you know, Cam Akers and Travis Etienne and Gus Edwards, and you're like, all right, down, 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 down. You may have to start Elijah Mitchell, but, you know, and trust me, some of the, some of the waiver bids, I don't know if you guys caught any of that, but some of the ones I saw were between like 90 and a hundred percent of the fab budget. So there were people that either believe or people that were desperate and needed, you know, I bet I bid 30% of my fab budget knowing that it probably wasn't going to work, but I wanted to have a bid in there in case, you know, everyone in my division just didn't like them. But, um, you know, I think in my division, uh, he went for 90 fab dollars. So, you know, we'll see. He, you know, I think people are trying to recreate the James Robinson from last year. Um, I don't know if he'll be that good. I don't think he will, but he looked good week one. So we'll, we'll find out, Brett, but, but that's a good question. And then uh, we'll, we'll segue this to uh, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict with a, a question. I think this is directed uh, mostly towards Bill here. Um, I was going to ask if Sermon can still get 1,300 yards now that he's already missed a game. So, uh, oh, Bill, Bill, off screen, uh, Bill, uh, Bill left. He, he's not answering questions at this time. I have no idea. I, um, I didn't say he could. So I just joked, it, watch that he will because is it still in so the range him. of possibilities? However, uh, the fountain of misinformation and changing the words in my mouth of Rocky Petrella. Um, I don't know what to say other than no comment. I, I'm not sure what to say. So Bill's just uh, here so he doesn't get fined. On to the next one. <laughs> so, uh, but but Bill, hold on. I, I do want to ask you: Were you surprised when you saw that he was an inactive? And I'm being serious because I was shocked. I was. Well, yeah, shocked. I mean, I think everybody was surprised. I think like you know the expectation was that he was going to be a contributor, but if what my buddy told me that he had read um, and that it was a disciplinary issue, um, I mean, Shanahan's going to be that kind of guy, right? Like he, he, he's the guy who runs the show. He's going to let those guys know he runs the show. And um, you know, so I, if, if that's the case, then, I mean, nobody would have projected that, right? Like, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So uh, that leads me to believe that, that's probably the case. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, maybe he's got to earn his way back. Like, you know, and Ayuk. you know, maybe that, maybe that's it. Cause he mentioned Ayuk has to become a better professional. So if those two guys get lumped together, you know, that's, um, you know, it's a bad start for his career. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, but I, you know, I expect him to, to show up and start becoming more and more part of the offense. Um, that's, that's not something I don't think he's going to be Dante Pettis in a second season or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Cause I saw someone on Twitter say something about it being disciplinary, but I didn't see any reputable outlets uh, report that. Now, listen, if you saw something and I missed it, please send it my way. I listen, I'm wrong all the time. So I, you know, you won't, you won't bother me one bit, but the wording after the press conference was interesting where Kyle Shanahan said that 
Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hasty outplayed Trey Sermon, and that's why he was inactive. Now, a guy like Shanahan doesn't seem to me to be that's the guy. Speak. But why would he lie if it's a if it's a disciplinary thing? Why those are the he... guys that played for him? So he's just he doesn't want it to become a new uh, show of, about being discipline of two of his starish players. Uh, I mean, I believe that more for Ayuk as a starish player than Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon hasn't done anything. Why are you running with that? My my point is that the because that's what the coach said, said and I haven't seen any any reputable outlet report the disciplinary action. That's why I'm running with that because that's what the coach actually said. Okay. Every all the disciplinary stuff is stuff that. Other Let's go together, who, though. The reason why nobody's reporting it is because he's not the one addressing it, right? You understand what I'm saying? He's keeping it under wraps. If it was a disciplinary thing, it would have been reported. The reporters don't care about what the coach thinks. They're going to report if they're like, oh, Trey Sermon missed curfew or Trey Sermon, whatever, whatever the case may be. I don't know if it was a disciplinary thing, what disciplinary thing he did. That would Somebody, ESPN would have reported that. ESPN doesn't care if Kyle Shanahan's not happy about it. They're going to report it because people are going to want to read. Oh, Trey Sermon was out. Oh, because he missed curfew or he tried to sneak a girl in or whatever the case may be. So that's why I'm kind of like, hmm, I wonder if it's really because in Kyle Shanahan's mind, Trey Sermon didn't perform or it could be that. But I'm leaning more towards that because no one has reported it. That's why I'm nobody leaving. had reported Eli Mitchell did better than Trey Sermon throughout the whole camp. Oh, agree with that too. But I okay. mean, he came out on that field and he was damn good. So there could be something to but, it. Yeah, but my point is your 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 point about Sermon, uh, you know, them reporting this, and you're taking credence of of Sermon. You know, what the, what I'm the taking coach credence said, of what the but coach then you're said. not taking the credence to the news of no news being reported about. Elijah Mitchell doing better than Sermon. Right, but the reason why I can take credence is because Elijah Mitchell actually went out there and then did what he did. If right, he well, we're, we're talking in circles because <laughs> you get my point. <laughs> hey, I, I so. love having an argument with you, and Drew loves just sitting in the background watching us, so, you know. Well, I, we're, yeah, we're, it's a flashback to 10th right. grade, man. What's that? It's a flashback to 10th grade right here. <laughs> We're going to have to have that 10th grade story off air later on. We got, I got to see what happened with that. But we got a question in the chat here, so I want to bring it up from Noah Drontel. Noah, I hope I said your last name right. Should I start Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson this week? I have Tom Brady, so if I start Godwin, I would have the stack. Um, I'm very much on stacking anyone with Tom Brady this year. I mean, yes, da- Dallas's defense is bad. and their offense is good, which made the Thursday night game very exciting. But I feel like Tom Brady is going to do that to a lot of teams. <laughs> I feel like they're going to run up the score on a lot of teams. Uh, I said in another chat that I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Brady went 5,050 this year. Um, so, yeah, I love Allen Robinson, though. Is there a way that you can put them both in? <laughs> There's got to be somebody you can kick out. <laughs> um, you know, we were we were talking earlier about guys that you would start over Saquon. I mean, are you are you putting a Miles Sanders in there? Maybe there's Miles Sanders you can kick out, or I don't know. Um, 
But if I have to gun to my head, I'm probably going Chris Godwin because I, I want as many players on that Bucks offense as I could possibly get. What do you guys think? Yeah, if uh, if Godwin and Robinson are your wide receivers four and five or three and four or something, and that's the debate, then uh, make a make a trade if you need to <laughs> to bolster like somewhere it. else. Uh, but same if you have a chance to stack Godwin with Brady until Justin Fields starts, like Josh said earlier, uh, Godwin gets the nod this week for that. So uh, based on the question at face value, that's the direction I'd go. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I saw something where the Bears were the only team not to an attempt in a pass over 15 yards. Uh, so wow. with that being said, I think that that kind of uh, answers my, you know, answers your question to me at least. I think that um, Godwin showed he's get he was getting targets galore, um, and it seems to be. Um, a high volume offense. So uh, I would be totally happy uh, starting Godwin until, you know, the bears prove that they can uh, do anything uh, with Dalton or, you know, fields hopefully sooner rather than later. Get their head out of their butt. And, and I'll just, I'll just say this to wrap up on this question. I, I love uh, podcasting with these two guys because we can go back and forth for two or three minutes like Bill and I did about Elijah Mitchell. And then we can just snap on the fingers. We can be on the same page with Chris Godwin and uh, loving Allen Robinson, but not loving the uh, quarterback choices that Matt Nagy has made so far. So hopefully uh, somebody had the, uh, the theory that they're putting Andy Dalton out there because they, uh, they had the Rams and they have a couple of, uh, tough defenses to start the season and they're going to let Andy Dalton get beat up and then throw uh, Justin Fields out there when the, you know, when it gets a little bit better for the, uh, the defensive matchup. So I'll be curious to see if uh, any of that comes true, but just watching him in those little, you know, the little bit of time he got on Sunday, like, why the hell is he <laughs> your starting quarterback? Why is he, why are we playing this game? You made Andy Dalton a promise. Guess what? It's the NFL promises get broken. Andy, you're a big boy. You getting paid, sit on the bench next to Nick Foles. Y'all can talk about all the money you guys have made and, and keep it moving while Justin Fields goes out there and, uh, and blesses us all with his talent. But until then, Noah, yeah, I think Bill nailed it on the head. Um, you got, you got to go, you know, against Allen Robinson until you see Justin Fields out there, unfortunately. But uh, let's uh, let's drop. I'm actually going to skip this one. I'm going to go to this one here. Uh, this is the Dynasty Polster at Dynasty Polster. Uh, who would you rather have in Dynasty? This is standard scoring. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who is 23 years old. Miles Sanders, who is 24 years old. Or Aaron Jones, who is 26 and will be 27 in December. Uh, I think we're going to all agree on this one, but maybe not. So, uh, Drew, who uh, who's your pick? You going Josh Jacobs here? I am. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll I'll, t- I'll take the youth. I'll take uh, you know. I'll hope that he gets uh, you know a chance, even if he doesn't stay with the Raiders as rookie contract. Maybe somebody else picks him up that can. Uh, you know, use him a little bit more or something. But uh, yeah, Aaron Jones uh, this weekend, you know, he, he's aging. 
who knows what the heck the, pa- the Packers are going to look like the rest of the season now, never mind next year. Um, yeah, it's, I think the, the poll here shows it's pretty close between Sanders and Jacobs um, in terms of uh, the actual percentage. So I, I could I could see an argument for one of those guys uh, being a little bit younger, but Jacobs and probably a little recency bias since he did well for me in a couple leagues this week. Uh, and that, that reminds me, uh, just on a little side tangent before we get to Bill's answer, um, Bill, are you currently winning our, our running back bet between Zeke Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. Cause I feel like Austin Eckler had a touchdown, which automatically puts them ahead of both of those guys after their week one performances. So, um, that was a, a totally uneducated decision that I just took the third guy. Oh, so. I know, but it's <laughs> week one. I think it worked out pretty dang well. So, Hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, but, um, all right, Bill, what do you out of, out of the, the three guys we're really talking about here, Josh Jacobs, uh, Miles Sanders, and Aaron Jones, who's your guy for Dynasty? Yeah, I kind of rule out Miles Sanders immediately. I think uh, he's not the guy I want. Um, I'm a little concerned that maybe Gainwell is something. Um, He looks pretty useful, um, which is going to arguably take uh, targets away from Miles Sanders. So, um, it's down to Jacobs or Aaron Jones. Um, Jacobs has that turf toe. Like it's kind of concerning. He was hobbled so much during that game. I mean, I know he looked good, like when he ran, but man, like turf toes can just mess up a player for the whole season. So that's a big concern of mine. But then at the same time, Aaron Jones, this is the only year left for him. Like with, Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to change after this, this year. And, and so, man, that's, that's the tough choice between the two of those guys. Like I, I can see going either way. So like, um, fence sitting and saying it's kind of like team dependent. Am I a contender? Am I not? Um, I do kind of like the Josh Jacobs idea, but I, Aaron Jones can win you a league this year. So I think I'm going to lean Aaron Jones, uh, but it's just ever so slightly. Yeah. And before I give my answer, um, as the poll sits right now, about 57% of the vote is to Aaron Jones. So my answer is Aaron Jones. And I think the reason why is uh, I think the point was brought up that what you have made, you know, a year of Aaron Jones, you know, but I think, you know, obviously you can't trade him off of his last game unless you want to get pennies on the dollar. But I think that whole team is going, is going to bounce back and they may do it, uh, you know, as soon as next week against uh, the Lions. apologies, Bill, Um, you know, but if he goes out there and he has, you know, 20 rushes for a hundred yards and five catches for another, you know, 35. Now all of a sudden we're back, you know, it's going to swing back to man. Aaron Jones is really good. Aaron Jones is a top 12 guy. And even if you are a, uh, even if you're a rebuilder, I think that's the point where you find the contender and go, okay, listen, you, uh, 
you, you, I'm going to slide you, Aaron Jones. You're going to slide me, you know, a first, maybe, you know, maybe that guy has Elijah Mitchell and he, you know, posted another hundred yard game, you know, you're going to get some young pieces. You're going to get some picks and, you know, everybody goes home happy because, you know, the contender believes that Aaron Jones is going to be a top 12 guy and you're hopefully going to get some pieces that will help you rebuild. So um, I think Aaron Jones is that and, and Josh Jacobs, I think he's so talented, but him being on the Raiders and I know, you know, I, you know, situations change all the time, but there's not too many situations like the Raiders where the coach is there, you know, to the end of time. <laughs> so um, th- that scares me a little bit with John Gruden being there, what, another six years, something like that. So yeah, give, give me Aaron Jones and, you know, we'll keep it, we'll keep it moving like that. But uh, here we go. We got a couple questions in a run. I want to throw them out here and see what you guys think. Cause it's always better when we do this unprepared. Um, from MB, who are the best waiver pickups besides Elijah? And what should I do with Pittman and Mooney? So why don't we why don't we break it down right now? Um, best waiver pickups, and you know, this sounds like redraft, so let's imagine, let's put our Scott Fishbowl hats on for a minute. And who were some guys that you uh went after in the waivers this week? Uh, I, I looked at Tim Patrick if he wasn't rostered, uh, kind of seeing what happens there in Denver. He, he was serviceable last year, so if you just need kind of a, a gap filler, a wide receiver, he could potentially be somebody worthwhile. Uh, I think a lot of people chased after the points in Indy with uh, Pascal, so I, I kind of let that go. I put a low bid in to keep, keep a couple leagues honest, but otherwise uh, expected to miss out on him. Uh, and uh, depending on what your scoring is, if you're in any kind of a, a TE premium, uh, you got a couple of options if you want to take some dart throws for low low bids at uh, like uh, Oshag Hennessy over in Jacksonville, or uh, you know if you still have any kind of sliver of hope for Njoku, maybe if uh, the Browns keep using him a little bit. But those are the guys that I, I kind of looked at, and I threw a couple of low bids out to see if I'd snag anybody on the cheap. But otherwise, uh, nothing really where I'm, I'm committing a huge percentage of my fab. So uh, I know for Scott Fishbowl. Um, I bid in one uh, Tim Patrick for $7. Um, so they're a little fab there. Um, but a guy I picked up for free, and he may only be a one-week rental, but you shouldn't have to spend a lot of fab to get him. Uh, Anthony Schwartz from the Browns. Uh, Drew, you mentioned Joku, But uh, they're already saying that uh, Odell Beckham is not going to play this week. Uh, so... Anthony Schwartz against the Chiefs was three for 69. Nice. Um, They play the Houston Texans. And listen, the the Texans may have shocked the world by uh, molly whopping the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Cleveland Browns are not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think we're going to see what we expected to see from the Texans this week, and that's a whole lot of nothing. And – Anthony Schwartz could be involved in that. So if you're looking for maybe a one-week flex spot fill-in or maybe this is a multi-flex league, I don't know, uh, maybe Anthony Schwartz is a guy you can, you know, put in as a uh, high upside lotto ticket. Bill, is there anyone that caught your eye? 
Uh, really the only one that kind of intrigues me. I, I agree with Drew. Like, there's not a lot that's super intriguing. Like, I want to spend a ton of my fab on or anything. Uh, but uh, Cedric Wilson's an interesting one just because uh, with Gallup out, uh, he's probably first in line um, to get more uh, routes and targets. And he... Uh, you know, a high octane, high volume offense, um, throwing a, a wide receiver in there. Um, it's worth a shot, you know, like maybe, maybe he ends up not, maybe it ends up going to the tight ends and you dump him after a week. Uh, so that's okay. Or maybe one of the other wide receivers takes over. He only took over cause he was the most experienced during the game last week. So, you know, those are the, he's the one that has, probably most intriguing to me um, just because I know it's not going to cost as much as some of the other ones. And I think that the uh, ceilings pretty high for like what he could end up being. Uh, and if not, I'm totally fine cutting them after a week. Uh, I love that. And uh, what should I do with Pittman and Mooney? I mean, I think it depends on your league, how deep your benches are. Oh, I th- uh, yeah. I think you hold them. Yeah. I mean, I-, I think I would definitely hold Pittman. Maybe if you're, if you have like shallow benches, you, you ditch Mooney because, you know, like we said earlier, until uh, Justin Fields comes out there, that whole offense is just kind of like, ugh, you know, you don't really feel good about anything. So, um, you know, in a short bench situation, maybe you dump Mooney. But I'm with Bill. If you have the roster spots and there's nobody out on the waiver wire that you're really, like, super excited about, uh, keep Mooney and hope that after uh, – the week two shellacking they probably take uh matt Nagy will find himself and put justin fields out there um let's hit this one too uh we got two in a row so i like it um from timothy chan hey bro hey bro i got a trade offer to me wondering if i should take it i receive mike evans miles sanders and robbie anderson i give up j rob godwin galladay and iuke so Wow, those that's like a lot of players. I don't know if I'm excited about anybody besides Godwin, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna let you smarter people talk before me. Uh, so, Bill, why don't we why don't we flip it to you? Oh, by the way, he says uh, full PPR for his trade. So, um, which side do you like? Do you? Yeah, do you- I'm not sure. I would do three of those four players for the Evan Sanders and Anderson side. Like, if you said J-Rob, Galladay, and Ayuk, I'm not sure I make that trade. So, no, I'm not making that trade. Um, I don't think it's close. Um, I think you say no thank you and uh, or ask for a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only player that I'm, like, super excited about right now is Godwin. And then you're also giving up, like, four players for three. I mean, Miles Sanders was, was good this week, but I can't imagine that the Eagles are going to be in a lot of 20 plus point game scripts. So that could be, you know, that, that could totally change what Miles Sanders outlook looks like. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's like you, you're giving up the best player and then you're giving up the most. Uh, I think you might be giving up the two, two best players. Who would who would be your second? Ayuk? J Rob. J Rob. 
I'm worried about Urban Meyer and what he is smoking. And, oh, I'm and I'm an idiot. Disregard that. You thought it was a Rob? I did. Okay, no, no big deal. Um, but I, hey, since I'm on it, uh, I'm worried about what what Urban Meyer might be smoking in Jacksonville because that's closer than what I was thinking. So let's okay. uh, let's say okay. that. But okay, um, um, but I still would not make that trade because I mean, you rush. J-Rob five times, and then you rushed Carlos Hyde nine times. And I know people are like, well, a lot of those rushes for Carlos Hyde came at the end of the game when they were getting blown out. But but still, <laughs> like, your grand plan was like, we're only going to rush J-Rob five times in this game. Like, ugh, okay, like, do you. Um, but what do you think, Drew? Are you, are you with us, or do you see something that we're not seeing? Uh, no, I, I had to look at it a couple times here and I'm trying to match up, you know, I definitely want Godwin over Evans. Uh, J Rob and Sanders are, are pretty close to a wash for me for this year. And then looking at Galladay and Robbie Anderson, it, it's PPR. Give me the shot at Galladay and Ayuk. uh, you know, better chance of one of those two finding their way. Um, don't love Galladay with the giants at this point. We'll see. <laughs> what uh, Danny Dimes says this year, but um, yeah, I, I think, like you said, you know, Godwin is definitely the best player in this package, and then Ayuk should be the second best in this package. So uh, I, I would sit tight and uh, restructure that, um, unless you just have a strong affinity or a strong hunch that uh, you know Evan Sanders or Anderson is going to shock the world this year. And our our boy uh, Justin at Run DFF is saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy with that Sanders slander, Drew. And that's not easy to say uh, one time really fast. So, uh, yeah, but but Timothy, man, the only guy I would honestly be super excited to get in this trade is Godwin, and you're giving him up. So keep him. Uh, Just enjoy enjoy the fact that you have have Godwin on your team. Uh, Here's another one. We've got a lot of uh, uh, chat questions today, and I love it. From Jason, um, Jason, I've, I'm afraid I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm not going to do it to myself. Um, trade Chubb for Swift and Justin Jefferson. Ooh, 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 that's nice. Um, I mean, I'm on the Swift. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, please. Okay. All right. So there you go, Jason. Trade Chubb. I mean, I love Chubb. I love Nick Chubb, but Swift and Justin Jefferson. By the way, I know Bill knows this, but Swift led the Lions in targets uh, this week. So I have a feeling that him and uh, TJ Hawkinson are going to ping pong that title every week of who gets the most targets. So, yeah, uh, do that because uh, I I would want that on my team. I love Chubb, but those are two uh, very good players. Yep, Drew did it right. Slam, slam, Bill, slamming it, slam that accept button. Um. All right, here we go. From Matt Glore, choose four. Amari Woods, Thielen, Lockett, A-Rob. Yes, A-Rob, Bill. And Antonio Brown. Um, man, that's a tough one. Let me let me look at these. So Amari, yes, uh, because I think that now, especially Michael Gallup out, him and, him and Lamb are just going to increase in targets if that's humanly possible. Um, I like AB man. I, I think he, I think he's a real thing in this offense. Uh, 
him and Brady have a connection. And uh, I think that was evident um, in the week one game. So now we're down to two. I'm, I'm a big Tyler Lockett guy, but like his, his inconsistency scares me. And he, he had the good game week one. So it's like, can I rely on the good game in week two? Um, I think I leave Allen Robinson off the list and I feel yucky saying that. I feel really gross saying that. What do you guys think? Omari Thielen, Lockett, A.B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got, And I can't blame you for that either. I can't blame you for um, having Lockett in there at all. Uh, what about you, Drew? Oh, it's tough. Uh, Thielen is Thielen and Amari are locks that for me. They're easy to to start. Um, comes down to Woods, AB, and A Rob. I think for me, I think Amari. You got your your huge upside there. He could blow up for 150 yards and two touchdowns this week, which I think you know Lockett is kind of that high ceiling play. So depending on what you need, uh, I, I would go Amari Thielen. Uh, I f- don't like AB, but Brady does, and that's what matters. And uh, I- I'd like to think that Stafford and Woods uh, get a little bit better this week. So I- I'd probably throw Woods in as the last. And, uh, you know, if-, if Lockett follows up with a-, a second week where he goes, you know, seven for 90 or something like that and shows that he's going to be uh, a little bit more consistent, and then, yeah, until A-Rob gets a real quarterback that throws more than five yards. Um, I hate to say it, but – yeah, Amari Woods, Thielen, and AB are the ones that I'd probably go in that group. So, Matt, I hope this helps. Um, you know, I, it seems like we're pretty consistent on Amari and AB, and then it's kind of like, you know, we can make arguments for the rest of these guys. I think at least two of us said Thielen, so he seems like he's like the red zone guy <laughs> for the Vikings, so uh, that'll be good, but... uh yeah, there you go. Um, MB has an interesting question. I think I have an interesting answer. Uh, what are your biggest worries as far as playoff weeks? I ain't even thinking about it right now. It's week one. Um, playoffs. I mean, the, the problem is, is that as much as we think team A might be, you know, a team you don't want to go up against in the playoffs, you know, that team could could stink. You know, that team can be terrible. And we're like, oh, this is a team we were scared of. but Come week 15, 16, uh, you know, we're like, oh, this team's a joke. Yeah, let's start our guys against this team, you know, that we thought, you know, injuries happen. Teams just don't play up to uh, what we thought they were going to play up to. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but that was kind of my thoughts when I saw it. Too too hard nose. Uh, So good. Matt, uh, Matt telling us he, he appreciates it. Matt, I hope you can uh, find your final four there and, uh, and dominate week two. So It's a good list, Matt, so you should be happy about that. That's for sure because, I mean, I was like, okay, like I'm, you know, on most teams, all of these guys are starting worst-case scenario in a flex spot, you know, depending on if it's start two or start three wide receivers. And this guy, we're like, we have to keep two guys on his bench. So yeah, I agree with Drew there, Matt, you, uh, you did a fine job, uh, 
acquiring these uh, these wide receivers for sure. But you know what? I, I think um, I think we're going to wrap it up. I loved all the all the chat questions. That's fun because we don't you know we don't get to look and prepare as much. So it's good to see like what we're thinking, kind of gut feelings. Because a lot of time, as much as you know, I know you guys are always kind of you know looking at things and seeing things. Um, but when you you know when you're making your lineup, when you're setting your lineup for the week, you're kind of like, ah, all right, uh, you know. This guy may be better than this guy, but that guy has a better matchup. What do I do here? So a lot of the times we're kind of, even with all the information that we have at our fingertips, we're, you know, we're kind of going with the gut and uh, doing that. So uh, I love I love the chat questions, but I wanted to before we before we end this because, you know, we um, we are very you know. We are honored that we get to run a Fantasy Cares Eliminator. Um, the fact that there are 17 other people that want to do this with us. I mean, I'm not going to put any words in Bill's mouth, but it, I mean, it's honestly an honor because I can't believe that 17 people would actually want to uh, want to do that. So. Um, I always appreciate it. But the thing about eliminators is that people, they, they got to get eliminated. And week one was uh, we had our first uh, fallen member, our first uh, victim. Uh, and it was Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Attic, uh, which was funny because uh, Rocky's tweet got Bill and I going at it for a couple minutes. So yeah, I know. Screw I know, you, Rocky. I bet you're gone. <laughs> So I know I know Bill has a special spot in his heart for this because uh, he gone. But Bill, this morning I was looking at our uh, at our eliminator team because you said, "Wow, I'm surprised we're still in it." And I was like, oh, "I don't think our team oh, is I was that joking. bad." No, our team is god awful. the fa- The fact that we were the fourth highest scoring team is is amazing. Our team is not good. Not we might all. make it to week three this year. That'd be amazing. Ooh, we might win the whole thing. Who knows? We're the fourth eh, type. Let's not, not get ahead of ourselves. Not. Probably not. Probably not. Listen, week two. We'll uh, do week two. Yeah, I was shot, but I think it's because we have uh, Jamal Williams on our team, which is uh, that he blew up. Um, you, good call. I, I love Jamal Williams. I know people. I, know you co- do. I love him, man. I listen. I don't. I don't hide my love for for any of these players that I truly love. I also don't hide my hatred. So, um, but he blew up and listen, that's not going to be an every week thing, obviously, but Hey, we made it past week one, Bill. We didn't even do that last year. So, uh, go us. Um, it's funny seeing, uh, some of the, uh, some of the people that were taken in our spots. Cause obviously like we, uh, like we say, you know, we, we auction off our spots for charity. Obviously, any money that's raised goes to charity. But man, our team is not good, and we have Deshaun Watson, so we ain't gonna see that dude uh, <laughs> at all. So um, hey, we made it. So Rocky, uh, it was an honor and a pleasure playing with you for one week. Bill is happy to boot you right out uh, after you started all the ruckus on this episode. So he knew what uh, he was doing with that tweet. 
Hey, listen, I love Rocky because Rocky stirs the pot. And listen, I'm I'm I jump in the pot and just get stirred along with it. So. I'm getting out of the kitchen. <laughs> so uh on that note, thank you to everybody who was in the chat, man. We got so many questions this week, and I love that. Uh MB, our boy uh run DFF, Larry Monkey was in here too. Jason, Matt, I can keep going on and on and on, Timothy. Uh, but Appreciate you guys. It's always better when you guys are uh, are feeding us questions. Bill's losing it now. He's flipping everybody everywhere. Bill, stop it. People are going to get motion sickness from all your stuff. We're going to have to put some kind of warning or something at the beginning of the episode. Um, but thank you. And remember, hit subscribe. Um, hit the bell so you know when we go live. And then if you're listening to us on podcast form, thank you again. Over an hour. You could be doing anything else and you are listening to us and that's pretty damn cool. So remember to hit subscribe on your podcast service as well. Hit that rate and review so that we can be in front of more eyes. And on that note, Drew, we are out of here. Late. <laughs>